Welcome to Ross Patterson's Summer Dicks Mixtape 2018. There's another one! DJ Chris Tarantino. Chris Tarantino! She cries while he rides his steed. A romance novel for dudes by Ross Patterson. An extremely muscular man with calves and forearms that have more definition than Noah Webster's dictionary busts through the saloon doors of a tasteful whorehouse with a burlap sack full of gold slung over his shoulder. The doors explode off their hinges into a shower of splinters. The surprising thing about this muscular man is that he's lean, too. Not all roided out like a New Jersey teenager triple stacking a month before spring break. You can see his cock pressing hard against his jeans, almost fighting with the left pant leg mid-thigh. It's not like the jeans are super tight or have some kind of Euro cut, it's just how big his penis is. This man is me, St. James Street James. Nine to six eyes, I got a goddess brain that's driving me insane. And I don't like a ride, so push that mess to the side. And baby, I won't care, cause baby, I don't scare. Cause I'm a reborn maggot using gym warfare. I need three horse. Two of them must have some type of background or formal training in circus performantry, and the other must be able to throw twice her body mass above her head. Within seconds, I feel a tap on my shoulder and turn to see three eager women standing in a perfect pyramid directly behind me. After the whores race in, I slam the bedroom door and begin to pull off my pants, peeling them down to the top of my boots. 
I sit down on an old wooden rocking chair in the corner of the room, take a cigarette out of my duster jacket, and strike a match off my right boot, which is now awkwardly pulled above my dome. lights up the room, and after lighting my cigarette, I use the remaining flame to light a small lantern on the nightstand next to me. All three women are now magically lit as if they're sitting for a presidential portrait. Even in soft, intimate lighting, I can clearly see that two of the whores are sixes on their best day and the other is a firm four. <laughs> you can do the math for yourself, but that is way past the ten total, so don't even fucking judge me. California in 1853. Trust me when I say we were lucky to have sixes. I smile as I look down at myself. Well, Dick, it's up to you now. I drank two bottles of whiskey and killed a dude. Now you need to do the fuck. kids for supper. I wipe my face with a pillowcase and drop two large chunks of gold down on the nightstand before I leave. The overweight one obviously gets nothing. I look back to admire my handiwork and I see the two hot girls lying on the bed like an exorcism just happened while the fat ghost waves goodbye to me. When I walk out, I'm greeted by a thunderous applause from the entire bar. The walls are super thin. I knew it. And they appreciate the performance I just put on in there. I throw my pillowcase into the crowd as a souvenir and whores begin fighting over it. Of the people he'd meet For one he could recognize 
My steed runs into the bar, and on cue, two gimpy patrons lift me up into my saddle. I sling my burlap sack full of gold over my shoulders and ride out through the hole left by the broken double doors and a championship exits. Now there are many who swear it's true That brothers are we all Yet it seems there are big I take my gun out of my holster and fire it into the air. Children, your father is home. Upon walking in, I see my 32-year-old wife, Loretta, a tall, red-headed Irish woman with huge tits. I'm exhausted from another long day of standing over my Chinaman and watching him dig my gold. She stares at me incredulously before replying, Right, but I sure do feel fine. 
salute everyone and ride off into the distance. It's days like these where I just need some time to myself to cool off and blow shit up. I need a fucking sweet dynamite montage. Hell, every man needs one. is clearer than an albino's iris as I ride my steed toward the chaos and confusion. I wish this book had a tripwire for that page, so that way when you read that last line, ride my steed through the chaos and confusion, Mozart's Requiem in D minor would kick in. I feel my world ending as my vision blurs, staring at the deeds. Somehow I'm able to make out the name on all of them, the Schlager Brothers. I've never heard of them. The Schlager Brothers? Where are you from, and how come I've never heard of you? West Virginia originally, but we've been here almost two years. We're mountain people, so we don't go into town much. I reckon we will now, though, he says, almost challenging me. Hey, man. I think we got off on the wrong foot. Would you like to join us for lunch in our ritual bukkake session? Shit. 
I hesitate trying to resist, but he's found my weakness. Yes. Yes, I would. Liebling, hier liege ich nun in diesem großen fremden Bett und ich denke an dich. Ich denke an deinen Mollenfriedhof, dein Toupet und dein Gebiss, das immer klapperte. Und was hattest du mir alles versprochen? Ein Schloss im Himmel und tausend Sterne, so groß, so schön. Doch das Schloss war eine Mansarde und die Sterne waren auf einer Cognacflasche und sie leuchteten für dich allein. Oh du, du, mein Karl-Heinz. Ich trink auf dein Wohl, Karl-Heinz. Du bist mir allein. Ich weiß noch genau, wie es war, als du zum ersten Mal besoffen nach Hause kamst. Dann wolltest du lieb zu mir sein. <lacht> wolltest, aber du konntest nicht. Und dann hast du ausgesehen wie ein Schluck Wasser. Und dein Atem roch wie eine alte Karbitlampe, dass die Tapeten von den Wänden fielen. Ich git. Aber vor deinen Freunden hast du angegeben wie ein Sexprotz. Aber, aber in Wirklichkeit warst du eine Flasche, ein billiger Ohrkrepierer. Und hattest ein Temperament wie ein ausgedienter Kohleneimer. Ich trink auf dein Wohl, Karl-Heinz. Du bist nie allein. Denn jedes Glas Bier ist deins, der Schnaps und der Wein. Ich wünsch dir viel Glück, Karl-Heinz, und trink noch recht viel. Doch ich wünsche mir nur eins, lass mich dabei nur aus dem Spiel. Wenn du zu Ostern und Weihnachten mal in Form kamst, dann konntest nicht schnell genug gehen. Du hast nicht nur gefressen wie ein Karnickel, nein, nicht nur das. <lacht> und dann bist du immer schon im ersten Akt eingeschlafen. Kein Wunder, dass ich jetzt unter einer fremden Decke liege. Da bist du selber schuld, du, du, du Ersatzteillager. In einer ägyptischen Mumie wäre mehr Leben drin gewesen. Und außerdem, seitdem ich in fremden Betten schlafe, weiß ich erst mal, wie das ist, wenn so richtig geklingelt hat. Ich trink auf dein Wohl, Karl-Heinz. Du bist nie allein. Denn jedes Glas Bier ist eins. Der Schnaps an der Wein. Ich wünsche dir viel Glück, Karl-Heinz. Man trinkt noch recht viel, doch ich wünsche mir nur eins. Lass mich dabei nur aus dem Spiel. Ich trinke nicht auf deinen Karl-Heinz, mein Wohl. Ich lass mich jetzt mal von anderen Männern richtig verwöhnen. Aber du, du kannst das ja nicht. Bei dir ist ja sowieso jeder Funken erloschen. Du saufst doch bis zum Ende. Ach, geh doch.
staring into the clear liquor, I see the gold flakes floating around in a trance-like motion as if they're dancing along with the music from the piano. Clear liquor doesn't exist in these parts, let alone liquor with chunks of gold in it. All I can think about is how rich the Slogger brothers keep getting. They've almost taken over the entire town in just a little over a half a year, and now they're so rich that it will make other people shit gold after drinking their liquor. that poor people will be digging into their own shit so they can turn a profit? Some people think they drive me, but I know they must be crazy. They can't see that misfortune, or else they're just too lazy. Just we like brown zombie, with my yellow shaking choice on. I ain't afraid of no tomcat, I'm gonna fill my guts with poison. Time to take a shit in my own hands. I think that sentence is wrong. Riding up to Mr. Paulson's house, I laughed to myself at the size of it. Bullshit realtors would call it modest, but let's call a spade a spade here. The fucking thing looks like elves or cobblers live in it. As I'm tying up my steed, I notice that even his horse is shittier than mine. My steed resembles a goddamn racehorse. His looks like it's been giving ghost tours to carriages full of tourists downtown for 30 years. I reach down and move the eating trough and put it in front of my steed. You can fuck the other horse when you're done eating if you want to. I left enough slack in those reins, I whisper. He winks at me as I knock on the door.
I want you to fuck me like I deserve it. No, I'm going to fuck you like Ron deserves it. Ron begs through muffled tears. Please, I beg you, I can't take this. time hearing my son beg for his life so me fucking his wife in front of him on the family kitchen table that they eat from every night is only fair I take Ron's arms and legs and methodically hogtie this fat fucker on the floor with my belt after I'm satisfied that he can't move I push him over so he's on his side facing up at the table taking two long bigfoot strides over to Sheila I lift her up and insert myself into her at the same time We crash against the kitchen wall and make out like two Mexican teenagers underneath a picnic table at a quinceanera. Pots and pans hanging from above crash to the floor. Without looking down, I kick them at Ron while I grab Sheila's surprisingly firm ass as I walk fucker over to the table. Just as she can't take it anymore, I tell her I'm going to climax with her. Climaxing with someone's wife in front of them is the final nail in the coffin. I'm a fucking amazing human being, but I'm only one man. But yes, more than likely I'll start killing everyone real soon. If you need any help or a human shield or anything, I'm in.
dig this. Ride home feels like an acid trip. My world is crumbling. I don't want to go back to being a farmer or a guy who has to get HJs out in the middle of the bar in front of everyone. The glow of the sun from my kid's dead golden statue hits me in the face and brings me back to life as I pull up in front of my house.
I have to provide for this family. You said it before. I'm the fucking man and I have to figure it out. This is me figuring it out. I need you to trust me. All the leaves are brown
only a couple ways to be rich in my time. Gold and drugs. Even being a doctor or a lawyer is more of a novelty or hobby. <laughs> Don't even think about being a dentist. If you can tie a piece of string on the back of a doorknob, congrats. You're a fucking dentist. Like I said before, sometimes a man has to do what the fuck a man has to do. Also, sometimes a man has to do whatever the fuck it takes to provide. Becoming a drug lord just feels right.
Honeymoon on the dance floor I got divorced by the end of the night That's one hell of a lie Several weeks sailing over to China go relatively smoothly. That is, if you count vomiting between your legs and you shit simultaneously in a toilet every 20 minutes as smooth. When I walk up the steps to the bow of the boat and look out across this gloriously strange land they call China, my first thought is how beautiful it is. My second thought is, holy shit, there are a lot of people here. Stepping off the boat, I'm immediately greeted by hundreds of them. Most of them are staring at me in awe while they touch me. How do I say ladies touch first in Chinese, I ask. Oh, cool, I respond. I repeat this exact phrase back to the crowd that is gathered, and only the women start grabbing me. From then on, I was perfectly fluent in Chinese. You know 
technically, what transpires over the next several hours would be classified as sex. But to call it that would cheapen it. It is a full-blown bacchanalia or a high-grade orgy to you common folk. And I am the only man involved. I can't even guess how many orgasms are had. Women ride me, they ride each other, and a couple of them even fuck a hand-carved, anatomically correct wooden statue of Buddha that rests in the corner of the room. There is no sexual judgment over here. You are free to do anything. Anything. For instance, during the second hour of this fuckfest, I start crying. There's a million candles in the sky. I've put on my Sunday suit of I'm waiting at your garden gate While the village clock is striking eight Hurry up, hurry down, honey Don't be late Imagine Christopher Columbus dipping his balls in American soil for the first time. That's the type of crying I'm talking about. The unabashed feeling of reaching a new plateau and wondering if you will ever achieve something like that again. Before the kid recovers. 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 They'll be long gone before the kid recovers. 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 They'll be long gone. Before the kid recovers. I empty my entire soul into the room, and just when I have nothing left, the women pick me up and gently carry me out. I don't think I can take anymore. I have no more energy, I say, defeated. sure you were still paying attention. Happy to be back in the States, but I'm missing something between my legs. My steed. 
Even though it has been a while, I haven't lost any stank on my sweet two-finger whistle when I summon him. Moments later, far off in the distance, I hear his hooves galloping across the amber waves of grain and through the purple mountain majesties before finally appearing in an all-out sprint down toward the docks. Watching his long, powerful strides, all I can think about is how this motherfucker symbolizes everything powerful and free about America. As he trots toward me, I step down from the bow of the boat and greet him with a long embrace.
sur le dos. Couchant qui a de Lewis Carroll. Sur une bande magnétique un peu folle. Sur les vieux écrans de 68, vous étiez chinoise, mangeuse de frites. Ferdinand Godard vous avez appelé de l'autre côté du miroir de café. Dans la tire qui mène à Hollywood, vous savez bien qu'il faut jouer des coudes. Les superstars, les petites filles de Marlène, vous coinceront Juliette dans la nuit américaine. something do it well and leave something witchy leave a sign to let the world know that you were there have a good day st james street james is back motherfucker Rich as fuck again, and it feels great. But you'll never be able to buy courage or a set of dickish balls like these. Take a little walk to the edge of town and go across the track. With a red right hand 
St. James, this is some serious shit. Manny shakes his head and picks up a hollowed-out armadillo shell. 
He dips it inside the cauldron and hands me a bowl of ayahuasca tea as I join the circle with the rest of the Indians. We all look at one another and drink in unison. As soon as the bitter tea hits my throat, I can feel it slowly racing through my veins. The ayahuasca heightens your awareness and you're really able to hone in and take souls. I can't recommend it enough when you're in a kill or be killed situation. Give and take it, I eat, I eat, I eat, I eat, I eat. 
are fucking awesome, and everybody wants them. After a full ten minutes of staring at my fully flexed physique reflecting off the water, I finally walk over to my steed and ride off butt-ass naked into the moonlight. I don't know where I'm going next, and I don't fucking care. In this moment, I feel a sense of peace knowing that the only two things I need in this cold, dark world are between my legs. My steed... And my dick and balls. <laughs> Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man from wealth and taste. I've been around many a long year, many a man's soul to take. I was round when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and fate. A made them servant pilot washed his hands, concealed his face. to meet you and I hope to guess my name But what's puzzling you is just the nature of my game I stuck around St. Petersburg I saw it was time for change Killed the Tsar and his ministers Anastasia screamed in vain A road of tanks held a general's rank When the blitzkrieg raged and the bodies stank Pleased to meet you and I Wait. 